Hello everyone, welcome to Chai With Us podcast. This is episode number 29. I am Erica, the personal developer. Hi, and I'm Ivana from Oko Isabel. Yay! Today we're going to talk about three times that we said F off. I'm really trying not to curse today, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. Uh, I am drinking a peppermint tea today. What about you? Oh, I am drinking a beautiful tea that uh, my friend Mariana gave me the other day. Uh, It's black tea, like organic black tea with um, spice on it. And it has a message because it's a yogi tea. I don't know if you you have this in the US. What is the message today? Um, So the message is beautiful. It says, speak to make yourself happy. Don't speak to impress others. Oh, I like that. I was that. like, oh, that's cool. We're going to speak, you know, and I love happy. the message. Yeah, so I put up a little bit of um, soy soy milk, as I always do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's still a little bit hot, but I think that's it's going to be soothing. delish. Yay. Mm. Okay, so let's get into it. I, 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 I'm so anxious. I want to know what you've got. I remember They're a story. Funny. I remember a story that you told when you were little, and I'm not sure if that's the one you're going to share, but... Okay, uh, just, I don't know. All uh, of these are older, so maybe you can share the one if you remember that story. No, not enough to tell it, but... Okay, um, so okay. do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. Okay. So this was the first time, and I was just out of college. I was working in a hotel at the front desk. And part of our duties were to come in at 3 in the afternoon and you check in all the guests. You give them directions in their room. You tell them about a little bit about the city. You're there to answer any phone calls. You know how it is. Like, you've been to hotels, so you know what the front desk does. They pretty much solve all your problems. If you have one, like, a wake-up call, they'll schedule one for you. You know, if something is missing in your mini fridge or you want to order food, you can call Mm -hmm. the front desk. So you're, like, a representative of the hotel. And I, this is my first job out of college. So I was working, and I was actually working, it was right next to my college, which was funny. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was working one night, and it must have been around 7 o'clock or so, because I'd already been there a couple of hours. And this woman, and we'll call her Anne, called the, uh, that's not her real name, that's just the name that we're going to use now, <laughs> calls me at the front desk, and she's very upset over the phone, almost like yelling on the phone. She goes, you know, no one came to clean our room today. This is disgusting. I can't believe it. Like, someone should have come. Like, why wasn't housekeeping here? The room is not clean. I'm very unhappy. And, of course, like, I have no idea what happened because I'm not in housekeeping, so I don't know. Like, you know, that's not part of my job. But of mm-hmm. course, I'm supposed to be there to help her. So I said, you know, I'm sorry, Anne. Like, let me just check on what happened. And she goes, oh, I will come to the front desk to talk to you in person. <laughs> So I think everyone knows what's going on because I think everyone has been in this situation. You're like, yeah, come on, Anne, come on. Of course, like, I'm, you know, I'm like 21, out of college. I'm like, great. Now here comes like an unhappy customer. She's here to like curse me out over something. And I wasn't even like my job or my responsibility. Like, what do I do? So I remember that when we do housekeeping, the housekeeping makes um, each person sign a housekeeping waiver. So like if they come to your room and you don't want housekeeping, you have to sign this sheet to say that like, I don't want mm-hmm. my, um, I wouldn't want the housekeeping today. So I go and I check her room cause she told me what her room number was. And sure enough, there was a housekeeping waiver there. Someone named Bethany had signed it. So I don't know who Bethany is, but that's the signature on, on the sheet. Okay. 
Well, here comes Anne marching up to the front desk. <laughs> I'm like ready, okay? I'm ready for this for this situation. Like, like, you know, I just called from room so and so. I just want you to know that like my room wasn't cleaned. It's still dirty. I want housekeeping. And so I'm like, okay, well, do you know a Bethany? And she goes, yes, I know a Bethany. I was like, okay, well, Bethany, here's a sheet that says that Bethany signed saying that she didn't want housekeeping today. And she goes, oh, <laughs> that's all she said. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of like, oh, like, okay, well, I don't know who Bethany is. She goes, so I was like, do you know Bethany? She goes, yes, Bethany is my sweet, she's my roommate, so we're here together. I was like, okay, well, ma'am, Bethany signed here saying that she didn't want your room clean today, and so unfortunately, there's nothing I can do about that. And she goes, okay, and she just walked off. There's no, I'm sorry, I understand, I'm going to go talk to Bethany to see what happened. Nothing, it was just kind of like, okay, and she walked off. That's so funny because you were like in your face. Do you know a Bethany? It, Do you know a Bethany? Okay, so exactly. Bethany is the one responsible. Exactly. That's what, that's what I, was, I wasn't even apologetic. I was just like, "Do you know Bethany?" Okay, well, Bethany signed the sheet saying that she didn't want housekeeping, so that's why you did not receive housekeeping because you, your friend, said she didn't want it. Oh my God. It was so perfect, but I felt so empowered. Because yeah. we didn't do anything wrong. And more, more so, I didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't mm -hmm. my responsibility to clean her room. It would have been different if she called housekeeping to talk to the housekeeping manager. Of course. Or, or she could have called front desk yeah. and said, can you transfer me to housekeeping? I need to talk to someone in housekeeping. And then, you know, no one came to clean our room. What happened? But it wasn't like that. It was just like attack, attack, attack. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I love this. It was story. hilarious. I felt so good after that. Like, yes, like I didn't do anything wrong here. I have proof that nothing happened. Here you go. And she was just like, oh, and she just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> You're like, F off. F that's, what I, that's what I was off. thinking in my head. That's what I was like. I was like, here you go. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I just kept on saying thank you that we have this procedure in the hotel because I have proof. You know what I mean? Yes, like, if we yes. didn't, I wouldn't have anything to show her to like tell her, like, this is what happened. And thank God for Bethany because Bethany was the one that signed the sheet. Nashville was like, Bethany, thank you. <laughs> but that was my first one. Right. Okay. So my first one is like such a long story, but I, I will try okay, to shorten it out. Um, so I was working at this huge call center, right? So I was a supervisor. And uh, I was doing like supervisor work, but I wasn't being paid as supervisor. I was being okay. paid as the job I had before, like a, um, an agent, right? So I was exhausted, working long hours. It wasn't <laughs> what I was supposed to be doing in life. I mean, I was just, I was just so tired of this job. And uh, people told me that they were going to change my contract me to be like a normal supervisor like I was being already you know uh, and I was a very good supervisor with my colleague we uh, we tripled uh, the um, the amount of money co the company was making I mean if we were doing such a, like a great job you know what I mean mm -hmm. I deserve that written contract so they didn't do it and I was with uh, I was left with this uh, contract as an agent actually um, earning less money than my agents because my agents could sell and earn more money okay so it was like like situation wasn't good um, so what happens after like two years or something like that 
uh, they um, you have like a contract that renews automatically Mm-hmm. And then they send you to, uh, and then they have to just, they cannot renew it because otherwise you're going to, you know, they have to make you a new contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened to me is that by accident, I received the letter saying that I was fired. Oh, wow. By accident? <laughs> Be- yes, because the contract ended, you know, I was okay. on the limit to have that contract. Okay. So they okay. had to kind of fire me, you know, officially fire me and yeah. then give me a new contract. Oh, so I was okay, like, yeah. you know what? Those bitches, they sent me this letter, like what the hell is happening? And so I, I spoke to my boss and she was like, just ignore the letter. Um, just ignore the letter? <laughs> because of course you're not going to be fired. And I'm like, okay, so are, are you going to change my contract? She's like, oh, so you know, we have to think, and we do. Maybe the next one. I was like, okay, I'm gonna think about this because I was, I wasn't happy anymore. I wanted to travel. Like I was, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I was tired of this freaking job. Um, so I was like, hmm, what if I just quit this job? I do have the letter saying that they are going to fire me. That they are exactly. fired, so I'm gonna earn money from exactly. the government because I am unemployed. So, yeah. <laughs> so I went to work and I wrote a letter to my agents just explaining that I was going to to quit and everything. And then I went to talk to the company I was sub hired to work for. Uh, and then I went to my boss and, and I was like, you know, and, and then someone told, spoke to my boss and she screamed, she was shouting at me, Erika, don't do this to me! Don't wait! Let's speak, wait for me, wait for me! And I was like, where? Wait for you where? Because I am not working, you fired me! <laughs> like a freaking boss, I was like, you fired me! Like, what am I supposed to do? I cannot work today because you know what? I don't have a contract. Even if I had one, that's not my job. <laughs> and then she was like, wait for me. Okay, just go have a coffee and then come back. But just wait for me, okay? Don't quit yet. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then I sit down with her and she was like, you know what? Um, we cannot give you the contract as a supervisor right now. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. You have been very nice to me. I learned a lot from this job. It's been years now. Uh, I am actually quitting. Uh, and okay, thank you. So I quit my job. I felt like a freaking boss because, bam, I was a boss. Seriously. Yes. I was like, It's such a what? biggest feeling ever. Yeah. And I, I quit my job. And then, um, of course, I received the money from the years I've worked and the, um, and the vacation and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I went to Brazil. Why? <laughs> uh, <Nice. laughs> I spent holidays in Brazil and then, you know, came back to Portugal and started my new life. And, you know, I said, just F off people. You don't appreciate my work. You don't pay me. And actually, mm-hmm. at this company, people are uh, receiving uh, extra 100 euros, I think, okay. because of the job, uh, you know, because of this situation. Oh. And they have two people now doing, the, you know, they have three instead of two. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so what I've done was, was great. Yeah. 
I'm sure it felt so freeing to like when you quit, when you quit like a part of your old life and you say this life that I'm living right yes. now is not good enough for me. I'm done. Yes. It is such an empowering decision and yes. it's such an empowering feeling. And I mean, you're like, you trust yourself more because yes. you're like, come on girl. I was, I was thinking to myself, like, what are you doing? You are a young person. This is not what yes. you want to do because imagine that I wanted to be like, I don't know, uh, a head of, I don't know, supervisor, whatever. I didn't want none of that. So the sacrifice mm -hmm. wasn't even worth it. Like it was just, and I was like, girl, come on, just wake up, just quit this job. And I felt so empowered. I felt like, you know, that I got myself, yeah. you know, this, you know, got me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that was I love great. that. I think it was the greatest F off ever because the <laughs> other ones were just like, but this one was like the one I, because I think it was like the first one that yeah. I ever, I was like, okay, I'm going to take mm -hmm. care of myself and I'm going to take myself out of this situation yeah. and I'm going to, you know, value and myself. And you did it even though you didn't have anything lined up before. Oh, so I like didn't. You, mm -hmm. you like trusted yourself just to walk away from that. Yeah. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And it's such a, you, the feeling that you feel, because I've done this too, so I know how you're feeling. It yeah. feels like you're about nine, like you're just floating and like everything yeah. is just so perfect because you just made the greatest decision ever. Exactly. You're like, I'm the best, you know, I'm unemployed. I don't have any money. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I am the best. I'm going to go away. I'm going to go away for a holiday. I'm going to go to Brazil. You know what? I'm going to go to Brazil. <laughs> I remember when so I was... Strange. When I was when I had also quit one of my jobs and I was carrying like my box, you know, like the the box that you see people carrying in movies with all their office supplies, like yes. the lamp, the stapler, the scissors. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get on the subway because the box was too big, so somebody had to help swipe my card for me. And everyone was helping me because they all thought I was fired, so they all had this look of pity on their face on the on the train. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there with my box. Hey, and you were inside, you were like. You know what? Inside, I, I was I having a party. It was pina colada time inside. <laughs> I love it. It was pina colada party. I love it. I love it, it was a pina colada time because I just felt so happy because um, of that. Everyone was looking at you like with their pity looks. I'm like, no. Like I wanted to be like, we should celebrate this, people. Yes. <laughs> celebrate the fact that I quit this job that wasn't for me. That I'm choosing me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay so my second one uh, has to do with a guy he was my neighbor and we were seeing each other so we would hang out all the time because we were neighbors it was very close um, we would watch movies together we would have dinner together we would go to the beach because we lived right next to a beach so we at night we would go and sit on the beach and then we would go do our grocery shopping together well finally mm -hmm. when I confronted him I was like what is this like are we in a relationship are we not in a relationship like we need to like make things official I think you know what's happening here. He's like, no, we're not. And this all happened in front of a grocery store. Okay, so we're in the public, on the, on the sidewalk. And he goes, no, I, you know, I'm still not over exactly what happened with my ex. I need, I, you know, this, I'm not good. You know, you know, you've heard this story. Yes. Okay, I think everyone has heard this story that's listening. <laughs> act that they never really got over you know they need time but it's okay for them to act like they are in a relationship and text you all the time all day long yes. and go grocery shopping with you and do everything that couples do which is not okay and so mm -hmm. I remember standing outside of the grocery store and I got so upset and I was like okay well if if we're not dating, then this is over. Like, I'm not going to be friends with you. I cannot be friends with you. Either we're together mm -hmm. as, as, um, 
boyfriend girlfriend or or we're not like I it's too hard for me to be friends with you because I don't want to be your friend I want to be something more mm -hmm. and he was like no don't do this I was like okay well this means that don't text me anymore we're not hanging out anymore like don't message me don't talk to me don't look at me don't say hi to me <laughs> I'm just sitting there you are a boss <laughs> I was like, don't message me, don't call me, don't look at me, don't think about me, don't dream about me, I am done, we're done, this is over. And he's like walking back and forth and holding his like hands to his like, you know, to his head like, and you see people walking by us and they all know what's going on because they've seen I'm this. So, I'm so sorry, I don't want to laugh at this guy, but I'm like, it's so, it's so freaking funny. Because he's walking, we're all, we're literally sitting at the entrance of the grocery store. And so he goes, and I'm like, okay, so you're going to go grocery shopping. I'm going to go home. He goes, what? We're not going to go grocery shopping? Of course we're not going to go grocery shopping. Are you insane? Hello. I just told you to, like, just don't look at me. Uh, pretty much in all ways I could think of. I was like, we're done. This is over. Like, and he's like, nah. I'm like, no, so I'm going to walk home and you're going to go grocery shopping and that's it. And so I went home and I blocked him on, on Facebook, on Instagram, wow. on WhatsApp on everything well it gets better so he didn't leave things alone because he decided to make a fake instagram account and start to post poetry about our relationship together i know this instagram. guy i know this guy i know who you were talking about okay yes. I know where this yes. is going. so okay. he is posting poetry and the poetry actually sounds like he's the victim and i'm the abuser like and then oh, i <laughs> So he's like, you know, it's raining outside. I'm all alone. Like, you hurt me so bad. How could you do this to me? Something like that to that extent. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I'm at work. I'm enraged because I know it's him. So I'm blocking WhatsApp. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, quit with this. Like, I know it's you. And I sent him the screenshot. I was like, I know you're posting this. And he's like, no, I'm not. You're crazy. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, yes, you are. You're posting this stop, we're over, it's done, like, stop posting these, the stuff that's not, you know, it's not going to happen, and he, of course, like, lied about it, he's claiming that it wasn't him, but of course, it was him, mm -hmm. that was my big F off, like, don't, don't, like, message me, don't, because that, that's what guys want, right, like, they want the cake, and they want to eat it, too, they want the benefits, but they don't want it, the, the, the terms of it, like, oh, you know, we're not in a relationship because then it allows them to do whatever. Like, no. Yeah, some people just want everything and give you nothing. Like, why, exactly. would, you, why would you be in a relationship if you are not in a relationship? I mean, you're not going to have, like, boyfriend benefits and then just walk around like we're, I, I don't know. It's just like some people just have. Who goes grocery shopping with, with people that they're not dating is my question. Like, do I'm you doing grocery shop with men? Like, do you grocery I, shopping with men that are not your boyfriend? Not, usually not. Exactly. Uh, no, not frequently. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, maybe once because we're having dinner together. I don't know, but as a I have system, never gone grocery no. shopping with people that are not people that I'm dating because it's weird. Like, why is it such a, like, mundane tasks that you do you know what i mean like, yeah you... and you were spending yeah. a lot of time together and like it looked yeah. like a relationship but that's mm -hmm. the problem about some people they do get themselves into i don't want to be sexist over here but sometimes i discuss this with my friends that like as women we do think a lot about what we're getting into yeah. and men usually sorry not trying to generalize my experience and men think about it like later, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. When you are getting into the relationship or whatever is going on, like you are three months into, you're like, okay, I want to be, I'm good. I want to be in a relationship with this person. And mm -hmm. some men are like, after three months, I'm like, what? where am I? What am I doing? Exactly. Do I want to be in a relationship? It goes like the, the opposite. I don't know. It, it, it happens a lot. Not to say that it happens all the time, uh, but no, usually that's how it's it works. True. Yeah. But yeah. So, and then that's typically what happens because for him, I became like a habit. Like, oh, here's someone he texts every morning. Here's someone he mm -hmm. texts like while he's at work. Yeah. You know, we're checking in with what we're doing with each other. We're going to the beach together. So yeah, after that, he couldn't even look at me anymore. I was like, yeah. good. There's no reason that you need to. Exactly. And you were very yeah. brave because it's easy to stay in those types of relationships. It happened to me before. Like the person wouldn't oh, commit yeah. and I would act like the girlfriend and the other person is mm -hmm. doing whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. So it was very brave of you and it shows like the amount of I mean, self-love you had. It's not what I wanted to happen, but I just to put into perspective the day that we were going to go grocery shopping, the sky was black. It looked like it was about to rain. There's this sun. There was like something out of a movie. It was like this dun 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 dun. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you were like, let me. And get then myself. we had this confrontation in front of the grocery store, and people were just walking by, and they were like would look at each other with sympathetic looks because everyone knows what was happening. Oh my god. That's and I remember like I walked home and I called my friend and I cried of course because it was upsetting. But that was, you know, you're right. It was very brave to do that decision because you're right. I could have just gone on and let things go on like they would have would have and not said anything, but that would not have made me happy because it would no. it would have just been living in this limbo. Mm -hmm. And so many of us like don't are just same thing with quitting your job right like a lot of times like you can just suck it up and say like oh I need the money and you're not willing to quit the job because it's security but at the same time it's eating at your soul like bit by bit every morning that you wake up it's like it's like something is taking a chunk out of your heart and it's That's like true. leaving it's yeah. such a like you feel like somebody's choking you every morning exactly and then when you make those difficult decisions you feel lighter all of a sudden Exactly. You can yeah, feel exa you can feel sad, but you feel like you just like a weight has been lifted off your exactly. shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Very true. Love it. Okay, my number two is also related to a relationship. Okay. Uh, so I I spoke about this relationship before. Uh, this this uh, boyfriend I had, uh, and that we moved to the Canary Islands together. Right, so our relationship was in a very, you know, weird place. Uh, we know we had to end the relationship, but no one would take the step because, you know, we loved each other, we mm -hmm. uh, respected each other, but it was just like it wasn't going anywhere. We wanted different things. So I was working in an island in, La in Lanzarote, and then he was looking for a job, and then he went to another island uh, while we were in this tricky. Uh, situation so we were apart he was in one island and I was in a different island working and he was looking for work on another island uh, and the island is Fuerteventura it's just like beach and everything it sounds wonderful but I didn't want to go to another only touristy place yeah um, and I knew that I didn't want that life for myself so I researched uh, another island. I spoke to different people uh, about what they think because I wasn't happy in Lanzarote. For me, it was just like a terrible time and I know that I needed to move. So 
the moment I said F off was when I decided to come to Tenerife by myself. Okay. Uh, I said, you know what? I am going to do this no matter what. If we end our relationship, we end our relationship. If we stay together, we stay together in Tenerife. But I was like, you know what? I am not going to walk around. I am not going to live in somewhere that I don't want to live in. I want to try to build a life. And I said, you know what? I will do this. And if you want to come, then you come. If you don't want to come, then you don't come. Uh, and I just put everything in the hands of destiny, fate, uh, universe. Uh, and you know what? It's so interesting because during those times I started to get very spiritual and I remember being on the floor of my apartment, tiny apartment, no, win no windows, uh, wow. the walls painted green, like very okay. horrible green, you know? And I was yeah. laying down in this apartment. I was like, universe, please help me. Please help me. You know, and I was kind of feeling the the energies and the, you know, and I was on the floor, like to really be connected. Uh, so I made this decision. I said, you know what, F off, because I mean, there's nothing here for me. And if this relationship is going to end, well, then I, I better just do, some, do something for my life. Because at the moment I had nothing. You know, when you move to a different country with your boyfriend, uh, with your partner, it's all you've got. You have got nothing right. else. Yeah. And he was all I've got and I was all he got. So it was very complicated. And that's why we're holding on to each other so so bad, you know, and we were such mm -hmm. good friends and everything. But I said, you know, I thought, uh, let life and faith this, uh, just decide whatever's going on. And I just mm -hmm. let go. I truly let go because they are my so I came to Tenerife, and yeah, and obviously he did come to the, did come to Tenerife after uh, a few weeks, but you know, relationship ended everything, and I stayed in Tenerife up to now almost six years. Yeah. Can wow. you imagine? And yeah. it, it was a very hard decision. It was a very hard decision, but I had to, you know, when you, you sometimes you just have to let go because yeah. holding on to things like. Yeah. Mm, Sometimes you just have to say, you know what, F off. Yeah. Whatever happens. And when happens. you and when you let go, you allow the universe to bring something else into your life. Exactly. That's what we forget. Because when we're holding on to this person, to this job, to this life, to this mm -hmm. city, we're not allowing for the universe to take us somewhere where we're supposed to be, where we can like function more and be happier. Yeah, it's so this is so true. I had to let go of this. Now I see it clearly. And I don't know, I was guided, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, during that the moments because I wasn't you know I was going through a very tough time I think I was mm -hmm. really guided because I it's not like I knew Tenerife or you know I just heard a thing or two and then mm -hmm. I arrived here and I felt that I was supposed to be here it's so freaking weird mm -hmm. um, and I stay and here I am <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I love that uh, good so my third one relates to your first one. It's about a job. So mm -hmm. this is my very first job as a lawyer. I was working for this woman in her home. So what she had done is she set up an office. She taken one room in her condo and had put two desks and two computers where I and the secretary, the assistant worked. And then she worked on the dining room table. And so I was so excited just to get my first job because uh, back then the economy was kind of down. It was very difficult to find the job, especially when you're first out of law school and you don't have any contacts in the city. Mm -hmm. So she was doing family law 
which meant divorces and custody issues. And I felt really bad for her because she wasn't like, she didn't have like a big office and she didn't have the money coming in like big offices do. So she wasn't always able to pay me. So she would be late with, with paying me like one week, two weeks, sometimes three weeks. In the meantime, though, she's ordering new boots that are being delivered to her home. So like I remember one e one oh, day I was there, got six new boots ordered to her house. And so to me, that was like, okay, well, you're not paying me, but you're getting six boots delivered. Obviously, you have the money to buy all these boots to wear, but you don't have the money to pay me. That's not okay. So I had gone off to India, and I had come back, and she was very upset because an exhibit hadn't been finished. And there's, like, things that were building up. I remember my uh, tax um, advisor that I was talking to, she's like, are you sure you want to work for her? Because she was treating me as a 1099, like an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually she was treating me like an employee because I was working in her home. She was telling me which hours to work. She was giving me the work to work on. Um, and this was also, I think when one of the elections was going on. So like one day instead of working, she was watching the, the general election and the debate. And then she wanted me to come in on a Saturday to work on a Saturday. Like just, so like I had to take time out of my schedule to go in on a separate day because she wasn't ready to work. Wow. And I remember like, so things were just building up, like with this whole thing of like, of being away in India and her being upset and then me being upset of her not paying me. And so she called me down to the Starbucks, which was right next to her house to have a talk because she didn't want to talk to me in front of the assistant. So I went downstairs and she told me that she wasn't happy with the way that I was building people. And I said, well, this is the way that you showed me how to build them. And she's like, well, no, not really. Like, this is not right. And then she wanted to cut my hours. So she wanted to cut my hours in half of all the work I'd already done for the month. Oh, and I was brave enough. And I said, no, that's not okay. You know, now you bring this to my attention. That's fine. Going forward, we can do that. But I've already done the work. So I need to be paid for the work that I've done the way that we agreed. And she was like, okay, by going forward, you're going to build people this way. And I said, okay, fine. That's fine. Not a problem. So I was already upset. I was like calling all my friends. I wanted to quit. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a job lined up. I was really scared because it was like winter. I think it was, oh, it was March. Yeah. But I told my friend, cause she had just come to visit. I was like, if I have to work there one more day, I might just kill myself because it's so miserable. Mm -hmm. And to get there, like, cause she didn't live in the city. She lived outside of the city. I would have to take one bus then a subway, then another bus, then the train every single day to get to her house, which would take an hour and 40 minutes. So if for some reason the bus or the train was late, I would miss, I would miss the train, the big train that I would have to take out to her. So sometimes I would have to spend an hour sitting in the coffee shop just waiting for the next train. So every day I traveled an hour and a half to her house and an hour and a half back. And sometimes I would be so upset leaving her job, I would go and I would do yoga in my work clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I would go do hot yoga in my work clothes because I was so upset that I just needed to go do something to let all this like just get out of my head because it was so miserable. Oh my god. So she told me when we were in the shop that she's like, you know, maybe you need to go back to law school to, to learn that this is not how you build people. And I was like, it was very rude, it was very condescending, she was very mean. Um, she once told a client to shut the hell up uh, in court. Come so she, was, on. she was not the nicest person ever. And she had a client leave her in court before because she didn't want to like ride home with her because she told her to shut the age up. And I don't, I don't ever remember in my life telling somebody to shut the hell up. Like, because that, that's, you just don't do that to people. Like you would maybe say that to your worst enemy, but not to your friend and certainly not to your client. So I come in on Monday, it's Monday, my friend has left, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll quit today and I'll give my, because my, my contract said I had to give her three weeks notice. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm talking to the assistant in the room, and we're talking like hushed, hushed voices. And she like walked by us, and she thinks we're talking about her, which we were not. So, um, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna quit today. I can't do this. And the assistant was begging me, like, don't do it. I talked to my husband. He said you shouldn't shouldn't quit your job without having something else lined up. And I was like, I can't handle this anymore. Like, I I just I can't. Yeah. And mind you, she had uh, been late in paying me for one month. So for one month. She did not pay me for the work I had done. So I waited over the weekend until she finally transferred all the money to me. And I didn't want to work anymore mm -hmm. because I knew that she was not going to pay me. So I was about to quit. And she walks in and she puts like a memo in my chair and, in, in a, in a, like a, a sheet of paper. And the memo said that uh, effective today, your old contract is terminated. And you're like, yes! yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You get it because you know what that means. <laughs> It's effective today, your old contract is terminated, and here's the new contract with a pay reduction. So she had given me a new contract with a pay reduction. She wanted me to sign the new contract, and I was just saying, thank you to God, thank you to the universe, thank you for all powers that be, because now I don't have to give you notice, because we don't have a contract anymore, because you just yes. fired me. You know what I mean? Like, you just eliminated my contract. So I go out into the office, and I say, do you want me to leave now? And she says, what? I was like, well, you just terminated my contract. She goes, yeah, but I offered you a new one. And I said to her, yes, but I didn't accept your new one. And what I was thinking in my head is somebody needs to go back to law school and it's you because you don't know how contract law works. There was an offer, but there was no acceptance. So we don't even have I know, even now I know how it works, but I'm not a lawyer. So we don't have a contract because I didn't accept your new contract. And she goes, what? She goes, do you have a job? And I said, no, I don't. And she's like, she was like, okay. And she's like, you, you, you can go finish up what you're doing and leave. And then she went and she cried in her room. Aye. So she was upset because she never in a million years expected me to quit my job because uh. she was a bully. She bullied her clients. She bullied opposing attorneys. She bullied, like, her assistant. She's made her assistant cry. I remember my assistant, the one that we used to work with, she would, like, sometimes cry because of how mean she was to her. And I was not, so I don't think she expected someone like me to be like, no, I'm not accepting your new contract. Yeah. And I just went and I finished up what I did. And I, at noon, so I wasn't even there for two hours. I walked back to the train and it was the best feeling in the entire world. Like, even though I knew I didn't have a job lined up and I was terrified and I was scared, I didn't know I was going to pay rent. and I was going to have to live off my savings. It was the best feeling ever to walk away from a bully from a from a mean person because that that was making me uncomfortable working that kind of environment mm -hmm. you know like I remember once when she was like trying to set up her away mister on her computer and wasn't working and she called the computer guy and she was like angry with him and upset with him the guy on the phone asked me like what is her problem yeah. So like you know to work in that kind of environment or like if I would go to court they would they would allow me the extra allowances and they say okay I'm going to give you 30 days only because it's you and it's not your boss if your boss had been here I would have said no but because I like you I'll give you this so you already knew what kind of reputation that she had and I didn't want to be associated with it I didn't want people to think that I was the same way yeah and like I mean what did she think that everybody was just like do yeah, nothing and thought, just stand and, she and just... that I was this like meek person that was never going to stand up to her that was going to continue to work there because every time she called me in on the weekend I had gone and each time that she was late late with the payment I didn't get upset I didn't quit my job and so she just you know she she but she taught me so many valuable things she taught me that like you have to stand up to your boss when something is not right yes. you have to stand up when you're not getting paid you have to stand up because you've earned that money that is your money that you've earned who is going to go work for free? No one. So you have to like stand up for yourself and, and say, I'm not taking this anymore. And if you don't pay me, I'm not coming to work. So like she really made me so much stronger of a person.
Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I hope that she learned that people do have limits. And like, yeah. you cannot treat people like this and then expect that uh, they that they stay along, you know, that they will exactly. stay with you. Like, come on. Exactly, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't like this woman. This no. Woman. You were telling me I was feeling kind of, you know, like in my heart. I was feeling, mm, I don't yeah. like this. This bad Sorry, but then, woman. but then that kind of energy like rubs off on you, and you start feeling that yes. way too. Yeah, and you start and you start feeling. I remember when I when I was working with uh, some crazy people, and I was feeling anxious every day going to work because I knew that I was going to someone was going to tell me something, and that yes. you know that nothing that I did was right, and even even though I was doing my best, and this is just like a horrible feeling. And as we spoke on the episode on working and purpose, like mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time at work. Mm-hmm. Some of us spend eight hours or more at work. Yeah, like more, exactly. With what kind of people are we spending our time with? Is it worth exactly. it? Exactly. Because, you know, I learned that you can always find a shitty job. Yes. Like it's yes. always available. I don't know who said it. It's, this is not mine. Someone said it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. It's true. You can yes. always get a shitty job. Oh, I'm cursing. Sorry. And it's okay. <laughs> For people that are listening, ask yourself, are you feeling anxious when you're going to work? Like when you wake up, are you anxious about the day? That, that should be a clear sign for you that maybe something needs to change. I'm not mm-hmm. telling you to go quit your job. No, because we're in a pandemic right now and COVID and everything. Some people are just lucky to have their job. But ask yourself, like, is this the life you want to live? And maybe take this time to start looking for something else. Like yeah. my friend just moved states and she just found a job during all of this. So if she can find a job, I'm sure like you, you know, just, just get it out there. Start telling people that you're looking, start putting mm-hmm. it out into the universe, start sending mm-hmm. your resume out, start like the ball rolling because then something will come along. Yeah. And watch our episode on work because we give yes. a lot of good advice that maybe you can benefit from. I, I would watch that episode because I think it's very valid. We, we gave a lot of like nice, good advice and from our experience and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's so good that you touched the pandemic because right now people are feeling like that you cannot do nothing mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. that's it. It's a pandemic and it's over. And this is not necessarily true. It's harder. Exactly. Yes, it is harder, but it doesn't mean that uh, you have to stay where you are. It just means yeah. that you have to be more careful, more thoughtful, and mm-hmm. maybe work a little bit harder to to find yeah. good stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's true. Um, so that was your third one. That was my third one. That was my third one. It was her. It was just her being like, "You don't know contract law. I'm not accepting your contract. I'm done and walking out." And that felt that elevator ride down was amazing. The walk to the train was amazing. It just everything was just great. <laughs> Ah, you know, I, I just remind, I just remember that song like, uh, this is the sound of freedom. Do you know this song, the sound of freedom? I'm going to send it. Maybe oh, no. I, cannot, I cannot play it here yes, because it to me. it's sued or something, uh, but I'll send it to you. And, yes. and people at home, you know, you know, you can just look for it. Uh, David Getter, I think. Um, okay, so my third one is also job related, uh, job and purpose related. Um, so I was working in a job where I was, well, I was okay with it, not very happy, not dissatisfied. I had a crazy schedule. 
but I knew that I wanted to do something uh, different. I wanted to dedicate myself more to yoga. I wanted to, you know, do what we're doing now. Um, and then an opportunity came um, to go and substitute someone uh, for a couple of weeks. So since I am kind of a smart person, I thought, you know what, let me quit this job and do this substitution work uh, for a couple of weeks, then they will have to fire me. And here I am again, unemployed, and I can actually benefit from some government pays and stuff like that. Uh, and I was like, okay, so should I quit this job? And, you know, because the job was more secure than ever, you know, I could be there right now. <laughs> you know, I know that some of my colleagues are there. I had a contract for life. And, but I knew that I was getting too comfortable and I knew that I had to do something different. And so people were like, are you sure the job is just for two weeks? And then I were going to be, um, I was going to be receiving like money from the government but like for six months only. The window of time was, um, it was hard. But I was like, you know, I'm going to take the risk. I don't care. I'm going to take the risk. So I said F off to the other job and to the, you know, to whatever you are always supposed to do. Stay mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. Don't move. Mm -hmm. If you have something, just stay with mm -hmm. it. Be grateful, yeah. which I love gratitude. But like sometimes you are so grateful that you um, mm -hmm. don't move and you don't yeah. evolve. Right. Evolve, so I said yeah. F off for all of those things. And I took the job. And funny story, I took the job, stayed there for three weeks, and then stayed there for uh, a month or two. And then the person came back, right? The person came back and I'm unemployed. I go and I file my um, thingies to get the, um, the money and whatever. Uh, and, you know, I'm home, I'm working on yoga, I'm working on coaching training and everything. And it was great because I had some months to really work on building whatever I want to build right now. Mm -hmm. um, and funny story, the person went away, uh, went, just quit the job because she had a different thing to do. So they rehired me. Uh, and um, at the beginning, I was doubting a little bit about it because I was like, let's go all in, blah, blah, blah. you know, I was like, but then I, I said, you know what, let me, let me take this job. Let mm -hmm. me do things slowly, but let me do things without worrying about the money. Mm -hmm. Let me just serve and not worry about the money. So I took the job and thank God, because now we are living in with the pandemic and it's, mm -hmm. we just spoke about like how hard it is to find a full-time job right now. And I am just so grateful that my life is more or less the same as it was before. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, I set up off and took uh, a risk. I am actually more secure, more safe. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You think that you are going to take risks and you are going to be, you know, there's no floor, everything is falling apart. But mm -hmm. in reality, you took this step, you take this step and you take the risk and all of a sudden you are safer than you were. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was my third one. Yeah. Yay. Thank you for sharing. Oh, I think a, a lot of ours related to work because we spend so much time at work. Yeah. And I see some of the same common themes of like having to stand up for ourselves, 
like taking back or taking back like what was ours like our our dignity mm-hmm. and that means so much and and not having to wake up in the morning and be anxious about how is the day going to turn out yeah and it's, it's 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 such a big part of our lives i mean you don't have to love and exhume love for what you do, but you should at least feel like safe and okay uh, yeah. with what you are doing. And it has to go mm-hmm. along your values. Uh, yeah. We do have a lot of uh, other F, F off situations, but yeah, they're related to that. They're related to mm-hmm. standing up for ourselves. And yes. So good that we get to do this in all areas of our lives. And I, I think that's it. I think we said it all yeah. today. So we want to hear from our audience. When was the last time that you said F off by an action that you committed? What happened? What was the result? Tell us what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Thank you for watching if you are on YouTube. Thank you for listening if you are in a podcast platform. We really appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.